Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. All right. Well, hey, welcome back to another episode of the Young Adulting Podcast. My name is Alec, and we are in season five of our Young and Adulting Podcast, going through Pastor Ryan's new book, Unbound, Living a Life Without Your Grave Clothes. And we're excited that we're going to be having a conversation with some of my friends today, just around the book, around chapter two. And I want to introduce them to you. Right now, we have uh, we have Danny here. Come on, Danny, say what's up. What's up, uh, guys? Come on. We have Evan as well with us. What's going on? Come on. And we also have Katie as Yay. well. Come Hi, on. friends. We're so grateful uh, just for today. We're grateful that you guys are uh, joining us on our conversation as we journey uh, through Pastor Ryan's book together. But I want to ask you guys a question, and then we'll jump in. But how much does a polar bear weigh? Enough to break the ice. Come All on, right. it's a group. We need a good ice breaker. <laughs> but we'd love to hear a fun fact about you guys, a little bit about you, and tell our listeners what something they, they don't know about you, Evan. So I'm in college right now, finishing okay. up very soon, which very excited for that. And something about me that not a lot of people know is I love to go to Universal. I probably go at least once a month. No way. Uh, Annual pass holder? Of course. Last Annual three years. Let's go. There I you love go. that. Danny, what about you? Something about me, I think, would be that I could probably eat sushi every day if okay. I had the budget for it. Come on, somebody. And, yeah, if I had yeah. the stomach for what it. Kind of, what, kind of, <laughs> what kind of roll? Anything with salmon, honestly. Cucumber, yeah. like yeah. you can't go Tempura. wrong. Do you hit up the $5 public sushi deal or no? Mm-mm, no. I'm too bougie for <laughs> that. You <laughs> see, it was line. the budget thing. That's ah, why I can't do it. I gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> all right. And Katie, what about you? Fun fact. Fun fact. Ooh. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm a student at FAU. Okay. Go else. Fun fact. Oh my gosh. I share this literally every time I get the opportunity. So I went skydiving when I was 18 years old and my parents still don't know about it. Wow. Fun fact. You can't send this podcast. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh. They're going to find out. That's crazy. <laughs> Well, guys, as we're going through chapter two, it's all about this idea of belief. And Pastor Ryan really presses in on really belief throughout the book. And we know that belief can be sometimes a hard thing to, to comprehend, right? Like we all, I grew up in the church. So I've always known like, hey, like we walk by faith, not by sight. Belief right. is something that is just part of our everyday life. But we'd love to hear just a little bit about you guys, your story of belief and all those fun things. So Evan, man, kick us off. Let's talk about it. I think for me, I always believed that there was something there. I didn't exactly know what it was. I grew up going to church, but it wasn't really, church wasn't really my thing. And so up until high school, I kind of just went through life kind of, you know, I, I knew something was there, but wasn't really searching for it. But I had a bad injury playing football in high school. And it led me to really start searching like w- there has to be something more hmm. that in, in my life and for me, I have to have more of a purpose than just being here. And as I searched that, I eventually found found the Lord. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of times, a lot of people I know, they'll do a lot of research first and they'll try to find like the logical side. But I had an encounter with the Holy yeah. Spirit first and wow. then the research came after that. So for me, I think it, it it's just so important knowing who God is yeah. and and why and, and how much he loves us. Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's really, really cool. 
Danny, what about you? Yeah, so I grew up in Miami and loved city life, loved living my life on the beach and everything like that, but I did not grow up going to church at all. My family didn't go to church. My mom and her siblings didn't go to church growing up at all, so I literally had no clue who Jesus was. I thought the Bible was a book that stayed in hotel room nightstands, like (laughs) literally no idea until my family and I started going through some really difficult trials one after the other in middle school. And we moved from Miami. We stayed at my mom's childhood best friend's house in Alabama for two months. And we were just going back and forth. And I was questioning the existence of God. I was saying, if all these bad things are happening to us, then is there really a God that cares Mm -hmm. for us and sees us? Sure. Until I moved to Port St. Lucie, Florida, and I started going to high school there, and I was in theater, and I made friends with a girl who invited me to her youth group where her dad was the youth pastor. And there was like where I felt this welcoming presence where I experienced the Holy Spirit for the first time during worship. And I got to learn about who Jesus was and his character. That's great. And how he cares for us. So I kept attending and little by little, it's like fuzzy to see where I started believing, but I realized what it was is that I didn't have a hope to hold on to. Yeah. And now I do have a hope and I know that I'm made on purpose and for purpose. And there's a God who sees me and cares for me and goes before me. So yeah. yeah. And what's kind of interesting about both of your stories, right? There was a tragic thing that happened and yeah. suddenly everything comes crashing down. But I love that, you know, Christ is a firm foundation, right? That Amen. when everything yeah. falls, he's our foundation that we can build our lives upon. And Dana, that's such a cool story. And you're such involved now at our Port St. Lucie campus. Yeah. Like, come on, like yeah. God was just writing the story in your life. Like, right. hey, you're going to PSL for a reason. Come on, it's come been on. five years now. So it's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. That's so, so cool. And Katie, what about you? Yeah. Come on, all the way to, from FAU, from Boca. FAU from Boca. <laughs> yeah, well, first of all, I was actually born in Haiti. Okay. I came to America when I was like two years old. And church wasn't really a consistent practice for my family. It was more so we'd go through seasons where we'd go to church and then mm-hmm. like not go to church for like, five years, you know, so, but through that experience, I would definitely say like the seed was planted. And as I was growing up, I always knew that there was a God, but I didn't know him personally. Mm. And being labeled as like the goody two shoes girl, I, I guess I got this sense of pride where I didn't feel like I needed God, you know? So I definitely think that hindered a lot of my spiritual growth, but there's this one encounter where I had a friend call me up, um, And she really just encouraged me to dig a little deeper. And from then, like, God has been faithful, bro. And it's just cool to see, like, in retrospect, how he has had his hand on my life. And crazy enough, like, I was always scared to share my testimony because I felt like it was boring or, you know, just that it didn't have, like, this drastic change in my life. but. You know, I learned from another podcast, actually, like your testimony is all either about God's protection or God's deliverance. Mm. So it's cool to see how God has protected me from like a lot. And yeah, that's really, really cool. Yeah, so good. Come on, I love it. I love hearing all three of you guys like and my story is is very similar as well. I grew up in the church, but needed God at a desperate point of my life. And Katie, I think you said it perfectly, like God finds us in our protection or deliverance. um, And he's always there for us no matter what we're going through but he's faithful right mm-hmm. like he's always faithful to carry oh, us through whatever may, may come next and i love that you guys have found jesus and that now we're going through this book together about being unbound in christ pastor ryan he kind of poses this question and if you guys were like me in high school 
Drake came out with the song. It was YOLO, right? And you only <laughs> live once. And um, I remember that was like the thing. We were, everyone kept saying that. And uh, I remember like the Christian church was like, yes, you only live once. Like <laughs> it, it matters how you live your life. But sure. um, Pastor Ryan kind of really phrases this question like, you only die once, right? Yodo, right? And um, <laughs> he asks us, he kind of poses this idea that Lazarus had this opportunity to live once, to die once, but he was given a second chance at life, a second chance at death as well. And Pastor Ryan poses this question like, now that you know, like, hey, do you only die once? How does that change the way that you live? Mm-hmm. How does that change the way that you live life? And Danny would love to kind of hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, I think for me, when I first um, read that question in in the Unbound book, I was like, it it has a heaviness to it that it brought a burden for me to the people around me who don't know Christ yeah. um, to evangelize to for them sure. and to keep pouring into them um, so that they have that opportunity because yeah. we only die once. Exactly. But on that day when we do die, if they, they don't believe in their hearts and they don't convince with their mouth that Jesus is Lord, then where do they go, right? right. Yeah, yeah. And so that, it just brought a weight to it. It brought an objective to my life that I, that's my mission. It's like yeah. everywhere I go, if I have the opportunity and the chance yeah. to speak about Jesus and and bring others back to him, then that's what I'm going to do. Yeah, absolutely. Evan, some thoughts around that idea? Yeah, I think something that, you know, kind of along the lines of what Danny said, something that I haven't done the best of is actually sharing my faith with those closest to me. Mm. You know, I, I think I've been very quick to share it with those that I had just met or some people that I called my friends, but we weren't like super close, but mm-hmm. especially with my family, my immediate family, like some of my family lives up in Massachusetts and they're all very Catholic. And I want them to have an opportunity to know who their creator is, who their who their savior yeah. is, you know, because kind of like what Danny said, at one point we will die and I want my family to be confident in knowing where they're going to end up. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm reminded of that verse in Galatians. Galatians 1.10. It's like, am I now trying to win the approval of people? Mm -hmm. Like, if I was, I would not be a bondservant of Christ. And it's Mm -hmm. like, with knowing that, it's like, we should have a heart for evangelizing and knowing that we only die once. Like, oh my gosh, like, why wouldn't we want to love on people around us well? Why wouldn't we want to be intentional about, like, living out the word of God? So I... Yeah, that would be like my response to just like dying once. Like, oh my gosh, like we should be excited to like share the gospel and spread the good news. So, yeah, it's so true. And what you said about being intentional, I was reminded in Matthew 12 when it talks about the day of judgment. Yeah. And the idle words that we speak or the empty words that we speak, like that's scary to me to not live intentionally and to know that on that day of judgment, that the words that I did speak that maybe there were blase or I said it without intention. Like that gives me that conviction of, oh, I need to be careful with what I say. For sure. And also when I am evangelizing, Mm -hmm. when I am speaking the word of God, that I mean it intentionally and purposefully. Yeah. Yeah. That's really, really good. Yeah. I also think it just brings a sense of urgency to our lives. I remember, I think we all can relate as a kid where your parents would leave to go to the grocery store or they'd leave to go, you know, run some errands and they're like, hey, I need you to do these things before I get home. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh my gosh, <laughs> I have so much time. Like I'm not doing those things right now right. because I have so much time. And then you hear the garage door open and you're like, how did <laughs> oh. four hours just go by that quickly? And you'd race to get everything done. Like you do the dishes and you're, ah, and you're trying to catch up. But I think it just gives us the idea of like, you know, we don't, we don't know. Yeah. Like what, 
We don't know when death is coming. We don't right. know when the last days are coming. Like there needs to be this urgency around us that like yeah. any moment, like the garage door could open, the parents <laughs> could be coming home and that we need to live our lives with, with a sense of yeah. urgency that I mean, like we have, we're on a mission, we're on a purpose, going after the things of God because, you know, it's right. We, we only die once. Mm-hmm. We only get one chance of this life. And I think I can speak for all of us, but when we get up there and we're on the last days, I want to hear like, well, well done, done. Well, good yeah. and faithful servant. Like right. you, yeah. you did, you did the job well that you you did everything that you could do but yeah but flipping the 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 corner just a little bit so pastor ryan in chapter two and if you guys are following along with us in the book we're going to be on page 26 walking through some questions but basically pastor ryan kind of mentions that god answers our prayers in three different ways yes no or not yet and i know all of us have been on either one of the three ends of those prayers but would love us to hear a little bit from you guys about maybe a, a time that you were praying that your your prayer wasn't answered how you expected it to be answered and what was the outcome of that? But also I wanted us to know about like the goodness of God in that as mm. well. Because just because it's not a yes or yeah. a not yet doesn't mean that God is not good. Doesn't mean his plans are are not great for us. But we'd love us to kind of hear a little bit about your guys' stories, kind of processing that information. Yeah. 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 Yeah, well, for me, I'm like a control freak. You know, I'm the one that had my life all planned out when I was like six years old. So, you know, coming to know Jesus and know God and understanding like we submit our lives to him, right? And his plan is greater than our plans. And an example for me was my teaching certification. I went to school. Well, I wanted to be a teacher since I was like five years old, right? And I went to college for it, but there's a certification exam that we all need to take. And in order to graduate, I needed to pass it. I took that test more times than I would like to admit, but <laughs> it was cool to see how God's hand was on that season of my life and like teaching me and growing me something through that. Was it was the outcome what I wanted? Not necessarily, but I eventually did pass the test, right? And it's like God was telling me, hey, not yet, not yet, not yet, not yet. I'm like, okay. Why not? Mm. Why not? Why not? You know, so just understanding that we can trust the Lord with our lives and like Ephesians 3.20, like exceedingly abundantly more than like what we can imagine for ourselves. Like Mm -hmm. we can trust that his plans are greater, you know? And I think that's a testament of his love for us. Just understanding like, hey, I'm going to give you a response. It might not be what you want, but I know what's best for you. Yeah, that's really good, good, Katie. Yeah, I think um, I don't know if you guys remember this, but back in high school, what's like the biggest thing that you're looking forward to when you're turning 16? You know, you want to get your license, right? Yeah. So funny story. <laughs> I didn't get mine until I was 19. The, at the time, my family just couldn't afford for me, for us to have that expense of another person with a license and insurance and driving a car. So for me, it's something that I had to wait on for a very long time. And as a high school student and a college student as well, like that was tough for me because it's like, how, how do you get around? Yeah. You, know, you got to rely on other people mm-hmm. and, and all those different things. And it can be very frustrating at times. But um, I know that the Lord was waiting for a specific reason. Yep. And I think that those scenarios that we go through in our lives, those situations, they can be used as reminders for the next time this happens, mm. because there's going to be other things that frustrate us. There's going to be other things that um, that we have to wait on from yep. the Lord. And these things that happened in the past that he has provided for in his timing and his goodwill, 
um, these are just reminders to help propel us the next time that something like that arises in a frustrating situation comes up where we don't get the answer we want when we're still waiting to hear back mm. from God. Those things that happened before, those are just great reminders of God is faithful. God yeah. loves us. God cares for us. And he's going to do it again. Yeah. yeah. Now, Evan, I want to ask you a question. How much more appreciative were you at 19 years old when it actually happened? Very because I bought my first car with that when, when that happened too. So yeah, yeah, yeah. praise God for that. Come yeah. On. But I think also, man, like sometimes we, I think we live in like the instant gratification world, right? We're like, yeah. I get it right. on Amazon tonight and I can order this and it's at my doorstep. So and it's true. like, I, I don't appreciate the value of it. Yeah. I don't really understand the value of it. But I think also for you, man, like, I think it gives context to the rest of your life that like mm. it's worth the waiting. Yeah. Like yeah. even if it's not now, it's like okay, like it's it's worth the waiting. And then when it does come, it's like, God, you're so good. Like yeah. it's so much better than I ever thought. Yeah, think or imagine like something could be. And brother, it's just a testament over your life of like, man, like God is good no matter in the waiting. And I just want to encourage everyone out there as well. Like you might be waiting. There might be something that you've been praying for for a very long time. Don't stop. Don't stop believing, keep praying, keep being faithful, and it's going to be worth the wait. But Danny, what about you? Yeah, so in 2021, I applied for a job, and I remember uh, just wanting this job so desperately and praying to the Lord and asking Him and asking Him and just ready to receive it. But I actually got rejected. I got declined, and I remember taking that so personally. I remember feeling Mm -hmm. like, oh, man, I'm not made for this or— this isn't for me. God is closing that door forever. And I felt like I wasn't valued. I felt, you know, I did such a good resume and I had so many good references and everything and I didn't get it. So what does that mean? You know? Yeah. But I realized now looking at it, like from the past, looking at it from now that I wasn't ready for that opportunity. Mm. And if I were to take that opportunity, the doors that God had opened during that season after would not have been able, I wouldn't have been able to take those opportunities where if I was in that job and in that position, you know, I've gone now on four mission trips over that span of the year. And I got to spend two months in Honduras serving at an orphanage there. And I just looked back and I wouldn't change any of it. Yeah. And for that small moment of rejection and her, you know, that I experienced looking back at it now it's like it's so worth it and it's so worth changing that perspective and and just focusing my perspective on well i know god that you're not done with me yet Mm -hmm. but it took a while because you don't see all those blessings that come after you don't see the reason why god rejected that for you in your life yeah so yeah that's really good danny and i think it's also just so good for us to remember of like that god exists like outside of time that he sees our tomorrow more clear than we see like our right now and I think you're just over, like, you're emphasizing again and again, like, God's plan is better than our plan. Like, yeah. His ways are better than my ways. Right. And though it's something that I wanted, it's like, the Lord's like, hey, just put it on pause. I have something yeah. so much better for you. Just, I hate to say it, but just trust, trust the process. Yeah. yeah. Trust trusting in me. So trust true. walking out in faith. And, uh, Danny, I think your life is a living testimony of that. And we're yeah. so grateful for you being here at, with us at Christ Fellowship. And, I know the Lord is going to continue to open more doors for you. But Evan, I want to ask you a question real quick. So we've all kind of just said, hey, there's been a time in our lives where, you know, we've gone through disappointment, or we've gone through a no or a not yet. 
What are some ways, there's maybe some scriptures actually that, that you will process in your mind or you remind yourself when disappointment does come and how, how do you encourage yourself? How do you remind yourself like and stay grounded in that truth? I think that there's a couple of stories that I like to go to. The first one being in the Old Testament when God is bringing his people through the land of the wilderness into mm-hmm. the promised land. Mm-hmm. And we just see in that story like so many different obstacles that the Israelites have to go through, you know, j- to, to get out of Egypt, mm-hmm. you know, going through the land of the wilderness. Even when they get to the promised land, there's so many things mm-hmm. that they have to do to, to clear the way for it to be a land yep. habitable for them. And just seeing how God provides for them every step of the yeah. way, yeah. Yeah. I think is just an amazing reminder of, you know, he did that then. He does it now, just like that song that we sing a lot of times at young adults and and on Sunday mornings, same God, like God is the same God today that he was yesterday, Mm -hmm. that he was a thousand years ago, and he's still operating in the same way today. One more that I like to go back to is just the story of the cross and and, and Jesus going up on there when he, he didn't have to. And he did it for us, the people yeah. who actually put him there. Yeah. And I think that it's just such a great representation of his love for us. Yeah. You know, great. We see that he'll provide for us and we see that he loves us. And those are just two great reminders that we can live on and mm-hmm. stand on. I yeah. love that. That's awesome. Yeah. So I like how you said, like, we should trust the process, you know, and a verse that I really hold on to specifically in this season of my life is that we live by faith and not by sight, yeah. right? I yeah. feel like oftentimes, you know, as humans in our nature, like we want to see what's next, mm-hmm. you know, we want to know what's next, but it's all about like taking that step of obedience to trust that the Lord will provide, to trust that he will remain faithful even when we're faithless so that, yeah, like we can trust in the process mm-hmm. essentially, so. Yeah. Yeah. I think as well for me in Hebrews 11, it's yeah. known as that hall of faith or like all the acts of faith mm-hmm. and yeah. the accounts of those in scripture and the, the characters of the bible that yeah. their testimonies of faith and yep. for me that's like it's convicting it's challenging and it's encouraging yep. um, because you read all of these testimonies mm-hmm. of of who's known for their faith but if you really look and read their the passage of scripture when when they talk about this person like they have so many faults and they yeah. have so many yeah things that they go through before that and testing and trials but what's challenging and encouraging is that they didn't go back to what they know yep. they trusted in faith yeah. they trusted god in faith of what they couldn't see right yeah. and that for me is like okay i can't see it right now lord but i know that if i just walk in faith and for i sure. walk in obedience mm-hmm. that everything will turn out for your good absolutely and i think i'm even sometimes encouraged to like think about abraham for a second like he said get up and go right abraham didn't have no map <laughs> <laughs> he had no GPS. He just said, okay, I got to, like, I got to go. Right. And it, But it also reminds my soul when I'm walking into places that I can't see, that I don't know, yeah. or I don't know yeah. what the outcome is. Like, I think we're so, like, just innate with, like, I need to know where I'm going. Like, yeah. I look at those stories and I'm like, okay, that gives me, gives me hope. Yeah, like, Abraham picked up his whole family and yeah. all of his animals and just said, we're walking. <laughs> yeah. We're going. And yeah. when we get there, we're there. And it's like, okay. Yeah. If Abraham could do it, yeah, yeah, like, so can I. I. I can walk into, I can walk into the wilderness, mm-hmm. but I have to trust the Lord. And it's being uncomfortable with that no or not yet, right? Mm-hmm. Like we have to be as Christ followers so strong in our faith that we know in that no, even though it's not what we want to hear. Okay, Lord, well wherever you send me, I'll go. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah, Be be the the lamp upon my feet and just guide me, and yeah. I'll go. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? And I think it's also this trusting in the word of the Lord. Of yes. Like, 
if he, he doesn't have to speak 10 times. Yeah. He speaks one time. Right. And we're ready. That's enough. Yeah. Like, and, and just going after it. Yeah. Um, no, that's awesome, guys. And I think it's so good to encourage ourselves because um, Jesus said in this world, you will have trouble. You know, we, we will have disappointments, but take heart, heart because I have overcome the world. And I think yeah. it's just a great reminder for us that, man, we have a hope we can hold on to. Mm-hmm. There is a, a hope in Jesus that never fails, that'll never wither, but uh, we always have him. Uh, but guys, lastly tonight, uh, Pastor Ryan in chapter two gives us a, a different look at, at Mary and Martha. And mm-hmm. we've all heard the story of, of Mary and Martha, right? Mary's at the feet of Jesus and Martha's is making dinner. And she's like, what the heck? You know, yeah. like, help me. And, and we kind of see these these two dichotomies of people, one spending time with Jesus, one that is working for Jesus. And um, I would actually say that it's not Mary or Martha. It's, it's, it's both, right? It, it's spending mm-hmm. time with Jesus. And out of an abundance and an overflow of our heart, we go and, and we serve Jesus. But oh. I think if we're being honest, it's easy to be Martha's. It's easy to go, yeah. hey, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to get up and I'm going right. to serve and I'm, I'm, I'm going to go and yeah, I'm sure. going to keep do, 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 do. Mm-hmm. It's hard to be merry. Right. We don't mm-hmm. like slow. Yeah. We, we don't like the, the sitting and just the, yeah. the, just the being with Jesus. And <laughs> we'd love this to hear from you guys. Like, what are, for you, what have you found there to be some distractions that have kept you away from Jesus? And what are the some things that you're constantly doing to, to mm-hmm. bring yourself back to the feet of Jesus? Because it's not Mary or Martha. It's, mm-hmm. it's both. So. What would you guys say there's some of those things? Yeah, well, for me, I would, well, first of all, I'm an extrovert, okay? So I just like being around people, love hanging out with people. So I would definitely say sometimes I prioritize hanging out with friends or like doing different activities with people. I would say that's definitely been a distraction for me. And along with that, just this whole idea of being Mary's then Martha, coming to know Jesus at such a late age or mm-hmm. in my older like while I was in college um I felt like I missed out on a lot so I was like plugged in right yeah. in every capacity with students young adults all the things right and I would serve more than I probably should have it's good to serve right but mm-hmm. I would feel like serving in the church setting definitely took away some of my intimate and quiet times with Jesus because I'm like, oh, I'm too tired. I spent all day at church anyways. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't, I don't I'm have filled. to. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? But it's mm-hmm. like, no, like there, it's both, you yeah. know? So I think just being intentional about like making that time and space to be in solitude with the Lord is just so important. Right. And I definitely think that's something that I learned to be disciplined at, but yeah. yeah. That's really good. Uh, yeah, I think that's all amazing i've definitely had seasons where i've probably been doing a little bit too much yeah i'm i'm a very big i like to accomplish things very fast and sometimes that has hindered for sure my relationship with god um so a lot of my distractions include like school work social life all those different things yep and i think that because i put these huge goals on myself with school and work and and things like that a lot of times i find myself spending way too much time trying to perfect those things and not enough time trying to perfect my relationship with god Mm -hmm. yeah and i i just i struggle but i try to remind myself that those things should all be an outpouring of our relationship with god yep like like you said, Alec, it's not bad to be a Martha, but we need to be a Mary first in order to do those things effectively for Jesus yep. and, and for yeah. those things to grow and flourish in our lives. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, I agree with you guys both uh, completely. And I think I look back at when we were at Young Adults Retreat mm-hmm. and Pastor Tyler Gay said that even the good things can be a distraction. For sure. yep. And I think I used to look at serving. There was a season in my life where serving was social time. Mm-hmm. And I my I knew, of course, that I was serving for God and, and to bring Him glory. But what was most important was the friends that I was going to see yeah. or where were we going to go after or, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Who, who am I going to hang out with today rather than serving and, and the first priority being Jesus, you know, and bringing others back to Jesus. And so I think things that could distract us in life is the busyness, is the good things of being in community and yep. fellowship, FOMO and, yeah. uh, you know, that perfection and comparing yourselves to others are so many things that can distract us. But it is so important to go back to the quiet place, yeah. to be you and God and to look vertically rather yeah. than horizontally and what's yeah. around us. Because yeah. yeah. all of those things can distract from the true purpose of why we serve and the true purpose of, you know, being a Mary and just sitting at his feet with him. Yeah, yeah. that's really great, Danny. Yeah. One thing that for me, because Evan, I'm like you, I'm a, I'm a go-getter. I want to yeah. get up, I want to achieve. And you know, I wake up and I look at my phone and I got emails and there's stuff I have to do. Mm-hmm. And like my list is starts going. And one thing that I've actually started been doing is I just, I have to leave my phone upstairs. Mm. Like, like I get, I get ready, get my wife out the door. I walk the dog. I sit with Jesus, you know, do all the things. And then I go get my phone. And mm. I realize if I go get my phone first, morning's done. <laughs> right. Right. Cause I'm going, I'm scrolling. I'm like, yeah. I'm already thinking what I have to do, but it's again, it's just it's setting that time aside mm-hmm. of saying like, hey, all those things are really great. Yeah. Well, yeah. let's bring it back to the most important thing that we can do yeah. today. And um, I'm encouraged by you guys. I love that I'm at a table with college students that love Jesus, that know their purpose, that they're running after the things of God. And just want to thank you guys for joining us for this conversation today. And I want to thank you for, for listening with us. We hope this conversation was encouraging. And if you haven't picked up your copy of Unbound yet, I want to encourage you, do so. It is a book that will change the way that you see your life. Pastor Ryan has so many great truths in this book for you. And you can pick this book up at Amazon. It's a great resource. So go ahead, make sure you get your copy of Unbound. But Young and Adults, we just want to say thank you so much for joining us for this episode, the podcast. If you liked it, We'd love for you to share it, love for you to comment, love for you to send it to a friend, but not Katie's parents because she can't know about skydiving. (laughs) But young adults, we love you guys so much. We're excited for this season of going through Unbound, but we'll see you for our next episode, episode three, and we'll see you then. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.